How's it going? This is Scott Fish. I co-host a podcast called the Commission Impossible Podcast with Ryan McDowell. We don't exactly go over player values or dynasty trades or potential or rankings or mock drafts, and we usually don't even have guests. We just like to talk about commissioner stuff, so that's what you get. You can learn about lots of different scoring systems, uh, interesting rules, settings, how to set up your playoffs, how to determine draft order, how to determine rookie auction values, things like that. Stuff that commissioners might be interested in, like rivalries or rolling bank rolls or salary caps. We also answer commissioner questions. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, check us out. It's a pretty good listen. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 28 of the BLF Marine React IDP podcast where as you already know we tackle the other side of fans football. Uh, I am your host Adam Zikas, also known as Tiggy Z, and with me is the one, the only Tom Kisslingberry. Tonight we're going to break down free agency. Today is like the 17th or something of March. Um, free agency has been hot and heavy for about a week now. So we're going to break down what's happened so far, who's still a free agent. I'm sure we'll touch on those guys you know, whenever they sign. So, Tom, how are you doing tonight, buddy? Well, I was having a rubbish day, actually, until the, the little pop-up came up on my screen that said, Adam, Sticky, Zikas is giving me a call. And then everything got wonderful. <laughs> well, I like to bring a little joy to the world. Well, you don't even know what date it is. It's clearly March the 16th. We're recording this on Friday evening for me, Friday afternoon, your time. So I would guess you probably had a couple of uh, Florida cocktails at lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, a couple of Mai Tais. I, I, I guess that's maybe that's a Florida <laughs> cocktail. I don't know. But yes, yeah, so I, think, I think we're just going to do a little meander. We have no rhyme or reason to what order we're going in. So if there's a player you want us to talk about, you're waiting for it, it's coming. You just got to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. So we were just talking about this. You know, free agency is one of those great times for IDP players because the offseason feels a bit quiet and everyone's kind of mired in rookie season and kind of getting up to speed with who they are. And all of a sudden, a load of players are, are mm. either losing value or gaining value or, or changing totally this week. So the whole point of what we wanted to do is just go through all those players and give our wonderful wonderful listeners we love you people um just a really good heads up on who those players are to go out and grab and which ones you might be able to flog now before they've lost all their value yeah exactly and and you know we were talking like it's sometimes kind of tough to buy some of these guys but when i first started playing dynasty like i didn't just start getting rookie stuff and then i just started getting into you know some of the depth charts stuff like that idp stuff like that but free agency is such a massive part of it um like you said that it's, it's definitely worth paying a lot of attention to and trying to critically think through a lot of these signings and, and absences and stuff like that. Um, so to start it off, uh, like I said, there's no rhyme or reason here. So if it doesn't make sense, you're right. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, we're going to start with uh, Mohamed Wilkerson, who was on the Jets and was pretty um, production-less over the last two years, I believe. Um, but now he's in Green Bay. And uh, personally, I think uh, I want to think it's a good move for him. I mean, their line actually looks pretty good. Um, I'd have to really look down and sit down and compare it to everyone else's. But uh, I'd say, you know, like um, Clark, I think is the other guy that's uh, big there. Kenny Clark. Yeah, Kenny Clark plays a, plays a nose, but, you know, he does kind of a bit more than a nose hackle would do in, in a lot of 3 Yeah, exactly. Games. And I think this could be a sort of resurgence for Wilkerson. Um, I think it's, you know, after a while you get sick of, you know, losing on a certain team, you're ready for something fresh, and they're going to be in ball games all the time. So, uh, I'm a big fan of this of this move for him. Uh, I would maybe put a little couple feelers out. Maybe people aren't up and up on the the move, and uh, you know, looking at his past production, and maybe you can get a you know a defensive end two or three, pretty cheap. Um, if you can be a defensive end two or three, yeah, absolutely. This is all about the player, though, right? We're, we're looking at Mo Wilkerson, and if you get good Mo Wilkerson, like he was two three years ago, this is brilliant. And let's play amateur psychologist a little bit. He came into the league. He was a first round pick. He did really well. Everything came easy. He got that absurdly big contract. He was playing with brilliant players on either side of him. Everything went wonderful, and then he might have slacked off a little bit. And we've all seen the stories. He was late for meetings. Didn't turn up for stuff. Didn't turn up for his own birthday party with the team. Got cut, but he's earned all that money. So hopefully 
he took that as a wake-up call and he's gone, you're only in this league for a little while. You do not have a, a long career. You might as well put the effort in now because you can, you can have a lot of fun in a, in a sports car with a, with a kid and a bunch of illegal substances after you've retired. If that happens and he comes in good, you've got Mike Daniels, Kenny Clark, Montreal, Adams, Mo Wilkerson. That's a really good unit. But... If you get bad Mo Wilkerson, then he's just not going to do anything. And honestly, the Green Bay scheme doesn't really lend itself to um, defensive end production very much anyway. So I'm a little bit worried about him. I don't think I'm going out of my way to sign Mo. I'm, I'm just too worried that a lot of things would have to come together for it to work out really well. Yeah, I think that's fair. And you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see if there's sort of a rotation there as well with, with all those guys, um, which could be even worse for him. Uh, next guy up is Star Latutalele. Um, wait, that's a defensive tackle. <laughs> but I think uh, he went from Carolina to the Bills. I don't think it's really him that we're looking at. I think it's more of uh, the his replacement in Carolina. Uh, Vernon Butler, I think he's going to step up. He's a former first-round pick uh, as well. So I think this is could be a nice spot because that is a – I mean, it's not the biggest productive – situation that spot but i think it's enough where you want to keep an eye on it for defensive ta- defensive tackle required leagues um and leagues where they do score really well i think that you know he's was one of those guys that we were kind of shocked that he went to the panthers because he is extremely disruptive um for a defensive tackle and and this could be the start of a, a really nice um career for him you know i hope you're right however there was a signing today uh, that kind of went under the radar of dontari poe which worries me a lot because K1 Short is obviously the three tech in Carolina, right? He's he's rushing gaps and, and causing havoc and and putting up numbers. And then Starla Tulele, although he's got a great name, has kind of been the the big space eater running game man. And it scares me a little bit that Dontai Pari is going to be doing that. I hope Vernon Butler gets a bit more because he's a good player. He, he showed up well in his limited time. As you say, he's first round player. But do you think he's going to get on the field enough? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to bad talk on Terry Poe because he's a very large man, but I don't really know <laughs> and he's quick. what he's got. Yeah, I mean, he's quick, but and he just throw a nice, a nice touchdown pass, as I'm sure we all know. Mm. Um, but I think he's, I think he maybe, you know, not as on Terry Poe as he's been. Um, this will be his third team, right? Um, yeah, he went to Kansas City, then Atlanta, now Carolina. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think I think if Butler shows out, he could easily get a little bit more playing time i hope you're right i i really do um because i like vernon butler a lot and i'd like him to do stuff and, and you know it'd be nicer for them to adopt a, a bit more of an aggressive front anyway rather than the traditional big guy and a one gapping three tech so let's see teams be a little bit more creative yeah that's a good point and i don't know i always feel like i want to be positive on players it's hard for me to be super negative to guys so maybe that's a maybe that's a, a trend that we'll see this is good yeah i i've had a full day at work and i'm in a terrible mood so i'm just going to be mean <laughs> about everybody and you a b always does this to me anyway b is such an optimist that he, he's great and you guys can say nice things and i'll just be a moaning <laughs> that's fine yin and yang you know <laughs> All right, who's next on our list? Oh, this is not an exciting player for me, but I think it has quite a lot of um, connotations. We're going to talk about Christian Jones, inside linebacker who's moved from uh, Chicago to Detroit. Uh, so staying within the division, what do you think about this move? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not really too worried. It's, it's, it's sort of interesting because you know he originally on Jether free agent, he played a pretty decent amount um, when Trevathan was out, um, and I guess they had Freeman before when he was out. I don't think he's that great. I know you wrote on here, Jalen Reeves Mabin uh, flop, but uh, I, don't, I don't think it's really a death knell for him. Um, and but that, I think really, I think it's more and more of an important signing for both of them. Really, is probably Devin Kennard um, because I think he's probably a better uh, like a, of a linebacker overall um, than both those guys. I just don't think Christian Jones is, is really awesome. He, he definitely shown some flashes, but I, I really am, I'm not too excited about it. Um, I kind of agree with you. I'm not excited about Christian Jones at all. And, and I do think that Devon Kennard is the most important uh, player. So this is all about Matt, Trisha, Matt Patricia, right? And we kind of talked about this. So I don't want to hit anyone over the scheme. But Matt Patricia was brought in to recreate at least some of the things he was doing in New England. Yes, he'll have his own wrinkle to the scheme. Yes, he'll change a little bit. But broadly, it's going to stay the same. There's not going to be massive, massive changes. In it. And we know New England used their linebackers in an interesting way. There's that single inside linebacker. Uh, last year it was Carl Van Noy until he moved. It was Landon Roberts before. They've kind of used various players there. Uh, but the the second linebacker who's getting the playing time and is used in a different way is Dante Hightower, of course, when he's fit. And if you look at how, how the Giants use Devon Kennard, if you look at them physically and look at how they play, 
Kennard is very similar to Dante Hightower, so I think he's gonna he's gonna slot into that job. You know, the Patriots run a lot of bare fronts for those kind of three defensive tackles and the two linebackers up on the edge. I think they're gonna do that, and I think Devin Kennard is gonna be doing that. So that's fine. That job that job is there. But it still really only leaves one profitable linebacker role. Now it's absolutely possible Matt Patricia's walked in and go and gone, Jalen Reeves may have been and Jared Davis. I don't believe in either of you. We need to go and sort something out, but but I'm guessing it's only one. I'm guessing he probably quite likes one of them. But even so, he's, he signed two linebackers and it's his first opportunity to do anything at all. So it worries me a lot. All of a sudden, Jalen Reeves maybe is, is probably at least third, maybe fourth on depth chart when there's only one proper job. A one proper job that we care about from an IDP point of view anyway. I mean, I'm not saying he won't be productive in NFL terms. Is he going to put up 100 tackles? He's going to struggle. That's where I was about to go with it, that it made you just be that you know, it's sort of a copy of the, that uh, of their scheme, and and Davis is is just the guy that really matters. Yeah, I think they're kind of following sort of what they did in New England, where you just get a bunch of linebackers, you have really good depth there, and uh, every, the next guy can just step in, um, which which makes perfect sense to me. Um, I'm That'd with you there. Uh, yeah, next up is uh, Anthony Hitchens. Uh, he was in Dallas, and now he's in Kansas City. He signed a huge contract. I could rant on and on and on about. <laughs> cap space going up and contracts cap fours yeah. and contracts don't really need I've seen you get annoyed on and on and on oh man it really grinds my gears because <laughs> it's such a it's 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 literally like people using terms like grinds my gears because it just it's just people just say these things and okay uh, enough of that <laughs> we just cut 20 minutes out of the podcast of sticky just doing that over and over so. <laughs> <laughs> just like, up all the way like just like no I, I, I don't think Hitchens is amazing player, but he's probably going to be the most productive linebacker or he's the most productive inside linebacker. I like Reggie Raglan. I do. But uh, I, I think uh, it's easily going to be Hitchens. They don't, you know, with uh, Derek Johnson being gone, I don't I don't see it. This, I think this is a no brainer. Yeah, I agree. I'm. I don't know how we do this in audio. If he stays healthy, obviously, it's really difficult to do an aubergine emoji over the air. But that's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm all in Lantern Hitchens. I thought not amazing, but I thought for a good chunk of last year he was by far the Cowboys' best inside linebacker because Sean Lee was hurt and not not around. Jalen Smith was just not very good at blame his injury, whatever you want. He did not play very well. I thought Hitchens did really, really well. So I, I think he deserves his, his chance to, to be a starting inside linebacker, and I'm I'm very keen. Ragland's all right. I'm fine with Ragland. But, again, the Chiefs don't play two inside linebackers on the field a lot because uh, the safety, uh, Daniel Sorensen, comes up and does that in uh, sub-packages. So probably only room for one of them for me. Yeah, I agree. And and just for our uh, non-British listeners, an aubergine is an eggplant. Oh, yes, eggplant. So, so now you know eggplant emoji, aubergine <laughs> emoji. It'll come up again later. So so you just be ready for it. Um, <laughs> I agree. I, I think that's an easy one. That might be the easiest of all of the free agent yep. moves to, uh, to, to do. Um, so I guess next, uh, I, I wrote it on here. I'm going to stop you there. One more thing in Anthony Hitchens. So we talk about big leagues for quite a, uh, quite a bit, but people who don't play in big leagues, people who maybe, you know, 30, 40 man roster, something like that. If Anthony Hitchens is, is unowned, he is the number Wait. one IDP to go out and get at the moment. He should not be unowned in basically any IDP league. Yeah, that's really good advice. Definitely. Um, lame. I'll say it again. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, the next person I wrote down, uh, he, he didn't move teams. He was re-signed, Todd Davis. Um, I, always like, Lame. I always like Todd Davis, so I'm, I'm going to let that one stick around. And, and I think he's, oh. he's he's a nice throw-in. He could be a nice throw-in uh, linebacker. <laughs> Todd Davis is rubbish. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to say, he's just not a very good player. He is, he is so, sorely limited. Uh, the Broncos... Uh, like to play their big nickel uh, formation. So he's not even on the field quite a lot. Brandon Marshall's out there doing his thing. And Todd Davis is basically playing two thirds of the snaps anyway. So I, I don't see him being very good. Yes, he might be an LB4. Yes, he might be productive in certain weeks, but he's not a player I'm excited about at all. That's fair. Um, another one, I mean, we're just, I just listed these sort of as they were kind of happening. So next would be Corey Nelson, who I didn't know um, was a player. Uh, he, he went to Philadelphia, <laughs> uh, and apparently that's good for Philadelphia. So I'm happy about that. Uh, he didn't play. I don't know what – I saw a couple, a couple people really excited about him. But I think he's just good depth. Uh, maybe a name to keep in mind yeah, for injuries. Is he going to be the third linebacker? Uh, assuming that Michael Kendricks is cut or traded or moves on or whatever happens, is Corey Nelson going to kind of slot in after those guys ahead of Najee Good and Joe? Yeah, Walker that's a good and, question. You know, special teams. Yeah, it depends on like special teams uh, usage, and uh, I believe he did play on special teams a decent amount. 
I don't know. There's also uh, Nate Gary, who you know the team brought in. And he was on the practice squad and stuff like that. And we're also in a nice a nice spot in the draft for for a linebacker. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it really ends up mattering too much. Um, it's going to be Hicks. It's going to be Bradham who we resigned. Yeah, and that'll that'll be that. I think it's so difficult when you got a stacked roster after winning the Super Bowl, isn't it? Just what's going to happen? I, I feel awful for you. Oh yeah, it's terrible, especially when you have like three Pro Bowlers coming back from injuries. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> um, you, you talk about next player. I'm going to look up how much uh, Corey Nelson played on uh, special teams because, yeah, that's 25. percent Oh, okay. You're well ahead of me. Good man. Get it right here. Uh, okay, so next, Tavon Wilson stayed in Detroit. I, he was had a pretty good year, I think, and and um, it seems like they liked him, and that'll continue. So that's another easy one. I mean, I don't think he's like a going to be a top five safety, but I think he's definitely someone you can throw in your lineup and be happy about it. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm pretty high on him, actually. So uh, the signing makes a lot of sense. Obviously, we talked about it before. Matt Patricia came over from New England. Um, basically, a lot of the, the back staff um, of the Lions are all New England anyway. They Tavon Wilson came from over that. And I think they've just gone, you know our scheme, you get it, you're an on-field leader. We can rely on you to play that role. And I'm actually pretty positive about this one. So Tavon Wilson's going to slide right into that Patrick Chung job essentially, isn't he? he? He can play in the box, but he's fairly mobile as well. Glover Quinn will play deep. Uh, he's very good at that. The cornerbacks are good. Um, we talked about the linebackers already. There's really only one inside linebacker, but that's because Tavon Wilson's going to have a lot, of, um, a lot of responsibility in the slot and coming up into the box. So hopefully he can stay fit because he has injury, injuries and he's had some issues there. But I really like Tavon Wilson. I think he's, um, he's pretty underrated at the moment. Yeah, you did trigger all the Kill, Killebrew uh, fans, but I think Ugh. that one's probably dead. Yeah, sorry, Bill. Uh, Bill loves Mark. <laughs> you got to meet him, and he thinks he's a great guy, and I totally agree. I'm sure uh, he is a great that's guy. That's nice. I'm sure he's a great guy. Not yeah. very good at football, though, is he? <laughs> Unfortunately, it did, not, it did not translate, which happens. Very common. Um, next, we'll stay in the safety realm, and I put big air quotes. Um, Demarius Randall was traded, if I'm correct, to the... Uh, from Green Bay to the to the Browns, and what it seems like, what kind of came out is that he's going to be switching over to free safety. And what does that really mean for us? We don't really care about that. We care about Jabril Peppers no longer being the free safety, no longer being 30, 38 yards deep or whatever. Um, and I think that's huge. So hopefully we get to see a little bit more of what Jabril Peppers can actually do. Um, and I do think, I do think uh randall you know it's nice to say he's going to be our free safety but you know he does obviously have all this experience as corner so we'll actually we're going to see what actually ends up happening there in this in season yeah and i just don't trust greg williams um let, let's call it deep roll have you heard the term he uses uh to refer to it? he calls it the angel which is oh, oh get over yourself i hate angel. greg williams anyway um remember when they went to uh, um <laughs> training camp last year he basically got all the defensive backs and tried playing them at all different spots and just said, look, whoever can play that deep role the best, that is what I'm going to build my offense around. So I'm just going to slot them in first and then sort everybody else out. And Peppers won that, won, in inverted commas, that job. Really terrible for all of us IDP fans. So it worries me slightly that he might end up doing it again. I mean, Demetrius Randall looks more obvious to do it. He's not a very good corner, quite frankly, but he has got the range and he can be deep and he has got some good instincts for the ball. So right. it makes a load of sense, um, which obviously would be bad news for Derek Kindred, who played that strong safety role last year, but I just don't trust them. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think, I mean, we talked about this before we, when I said sell Peppers just because, I mean, you have Kirksey, Schobert, Collins, crazy good front line. They could have Bradley Chubb on the roster. Like, I don't want to trigger you, but I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick could be on the team, and then it's just a whole cluster. So, so I think it's yeah, it's it's just I, I don't think I'm going out and buying peppers just because of you know this signing. So, just wanted to put it on the radar, though. Yeah, totally agree with you. I mean, that's actually, I mean, you talk about it. That's a really flexible defense, right? You have got Jamie Collins who can play two or three different roles. You've got Brian Body Calhoun who is much more flexible than just a slot corner. We talked about uh, Jabril Peppers. We talked about Demarius Randall. If you had a coach that was creative and imaginative and interesting, you could do some brilliant stuff there. But it's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's Craig Williams. There you go. That's your guy. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> All right, next guy. This is the person I put on the list, and, and I want to get your point of view on this one. Uh, one of the greatest names in sports. I think this is an interesting signing. Barkevius Mingo. Yeah, I mean, he kind of bounced around a little bit. You know, but at the same time, uh, they definitely could use some help, you know, at that at that position. Just because they're losing guys left and right. 
Yeah, it's, it's yeah. evaporated. Quickly. The there. Um, and hopefully, you know, Mike McDowell comes back and, you know, it's a little bit not as scary and, and maybe they get something out of uh, Deion Jordan. Whew, that'd be awesome. I mean, if you've been a fan. Well, let's talk about Deion Jordan. Sorry, uh, that was very weird. Deion Jordan's really interesting. So a couple of guys this week have said, oh, the Seahawks uh, tended him at a you know, first-round mm-hmm. level, uh, so they must really like him. And, uh, and actually, yeah, this is a bit of a misconception. They gave him his original draft uh, round tender because that was the cheapest way they could possibly keep him under contract as a restricted free agent. So the actual first-round one is like $3 million, something like that. The original round one is one9 It just happens that you very rarely get a first-round given a restricted uh, a tender. So I'm not sure they do like Dion jo- uh, Jordan. They want to keep him on the roster, obviously, but I'm not sure he's going to be a breakout star. So Frank Clark is the one guy we know. And after that, it's up for grabs, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, and and hopefully it's, you know, I mean, I have a couple, maybe one or two Dion Jordan shares left over because I, I, I thought he was good and I was wrong. Um, I, I do like Mike McDowell too. And, you know, Jaron Reed, those are really inside guys and, yeah, you know, it's really Frank Clark. I mean, at this point, you know, maybe they go out and get somebody or take someone in the draft, but which they've been mocked to a bunch, and there are a lot of good uh, edge guys. But yeah, I think Frank Clark's the only one you really feel good about. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got to think they're going to they're going to draft an edge player fairly high. I mean, I know they've ripped up their whole defense and they've got a bunch of things to sort out, but it would be very strange if they didn't do that. Yeah, I, I completely agree, and and um, they've lost a lot of players, not added very many back as a whole team, so. Yeah, I don't know what, what the future holds for Seahawks, but we'll see. Oh, you know who they're going to go after? Uh, we talked about him uh, a couple of weeks ago, Hercules Matafa. He would oh, be awesome up there. He would be yeah, like a t- purely attacking yeah. all the time. That would be that would be really, really good, I'd especially for him. Uh, let's move on to something sad. We'll, we'll get sad for a second. Uh, you throw on here, Puzzlesny, Paul Puzzlesny retired. It's about time. Uh, no offense, but, uh, you know, actually, I I don't know. I feel like... If he wasn't, you know, he just struggled with injuries and concussions and that sort of thing. He, he looked last year like he probably could have played another year, but uh, I agree. getting out before it gets bad. He started, what, three or four games last year? And, and he, he looked pretty good. Yeah, 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 especially at the end. He, he was playing at the end of the season a lot. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it, obviously it's going to knock uh, Miles Jack and Telvin Smith up a little bit. Um, and uh, what's the other guy's name? Blair Brown. Blair Brown. Yeah, another name to keep, keep, in, keep in mind. Pour one out. Yeah, I, I literally am. Drop. So Blair Brown, let's talk about him very briefly. So he was a rookie, came out a year ago. He was my number nine linebacker. Um, I know a lot of people had him higher than that. But he's athletic. He's an all-round player. Kind of do it all. Very few weaknesses. Landed in not a very good place. But you, you've got to expect that Miles Jack or Telvin Smith, given their lightweight uh, physique, are probably going to miss sometime sooner or later. And Blair Brown is the obvious guy to step in. So um, a pretty good option there, I think. Yeah, definitely. And, and he has a really nice... Um, athletic profile uh, mm. except for his height and weight which is kind of like the way of things nowadays but uh, otherwise his, his athleticism is like off the charts which is great um, and you said it I don't think it needs to be said again There's, those guys do miss some time and, and that could be a nice little nice little throw in trade guy especially for the future too we don't know what's going to happen really mm. with uh, Miles Jack and and you know their contracts are not, are not set in stone so we'll see what happens we can just skip Terrence Mitchell I don't think that's, that one was just for me. <laughs> yeah. I, used him, I used him so much for the half first half of the season, and now he's probably so buried on the depth chart in Cleveland that it doesn't even matter. So I just put that one on there for me. Yeah, I agree. And don't don't go out trying to go after a cornerback at the moment. Yeah, don't waste your time. No, definitely. Not. Listen to this podcast, and before the start of the season, we will sort you out. We will make sure you have got good starting cornerbacks on your roster. Um, but at the moment, keep keep those spaces. Use them on pass rushes. You do not need to own any corners. All right, next on the list, uh, we got Tamba Hali. He retired, right? Or is he still a free agent? Yeah, um, well, he definitely got re- um, he got released. I'm not okay. sure if he's retired, but you might as well. So, uh, Paul won <laughs> out. I'm, I'm a few shots in at this stage. Always so, uh, Tamba Hali was an autumn player. <laughs> he was very good. Uh, but, but the Kansas City Chiefs have lost quite a lot of talent yeah. now. Um, it feels like they're, they're changing their roster quite a lot. Yeah, it's interesting because... They were they seemed good last year and, and I I don't know maybe it was I mean that, but then again that defense has been the same that it's been for a very long time um it's been Derek Johnson it's been Houston it's been the same kind of guys over and over and over again Marcus Peters came in made it a little bit more lively but I think yeah I think it may be time for a shakeup yeah I t- a really interesting player here um Tano Passignon 
Is it Passignon or Cassignon? I can't remember. One of them is silent. Anyway, uh, um, so really interesting guy. Really last year, uh, he was huge. He's like six foot five and three hundred pounds. But they're playing him outside linebacker. They did last year. They lined him up as a proper edge player uh, opposite Justin Houston. Oh, um, so he, he's quite fun to watch, actually. Um, he was very raw, but athletic profile was was pretty impressive. So I'm quite looking forward to seeing what they do with him. Yeah, he's definitely a huge dude. I mean, he's like he's like six seven, two eighty nine. That's so yeah. That, and he's been on a couple of people's uh, radars for a while. And I think EC was one of the guys that was hyping him up a little bit. So maybe maybe someone to keep in mind. I'll always listen to my boy EC. If he likes him, then then I'm taking a lot of notice. All right, who's next up? Uh, another city chief uh, leaving, Kareem Martin. So Kareem Martin has left KC um, and headed for the Giants, which is weird because obviously they got Olivia Vernon and JPP. So what do you think this means for the Giants in terms of scheme? Can Kareem Martin play as a, a down lineman or is this another indication that they're moving? This one's interesting, and he was in Arizona. Um, oh, sorry, wrong one. Yeah, I it's okay. No, no problem. They're a long way away from me, and they play in red. So <laughs> it's yeah, that's an easy one to mix up. This guy's ginormous. Um, it's a little sketchy because I think he could be like a two gapping end, and we think they're going to stay at four three. But you bring in Kareem Martin, and we could definitely see a lot of multiple fronts. Um, or maybe if I don't, I really don't think this year we're going to see a full move to a three, four, but like it's been said like they'll, it's going to be a four, three, but they're probably going to throw some three, four in there as well. And I think Kareem Martin can be a, a, a two gapping end. Yeah. I mean, he's six, six, two seventy, So he, yeah, it's probably bigger than Olivier Vernon actually. He's, he's not a big man. So I think you're right. Uh, somebody asked me earlier about it and I was thinking, well, not really just cause he's played outside linebacker for it. I don't think it, that locks him in. Um, that'd be fun to watch him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be crazy for IDP just because three, four ends are honestly JJ Watt is kind of not super useful. So, so definitely maybe a name to keep in mind, but not more than that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, no point in going to grab him at the moment, but just just keep him around. All right, next up, I'm not going to talk about him. Uh, everyone's had my point of view on him a million times. Um, Alec Ogletree. Uh, so this wasn't free agency, but it was trade, and we haven't talked about it. So left the Rams and headed to the Giants. What do you think of Tree? Well. You don't want to talk about it, but I think you probably the best. You probably know about Ogletree more than anyone at this point. Well, I don't know him that much as a player. I, I know about Wade Phillips, um, and that's that's why I was um, getting rid of him. But Ogletree. So then, so what's the change now? Well, this is all about whether he gets a starting gig, right? So the Giants, we, we know famously, likes to chop and change their linebackers and, and move them all over the place. Never the same guy. But that was Steve Spagnuolo. Um, and he's gone. He, he's not there anymore. Uh, with James Betcher taking over, who's been much more loyal and much more about, you know, you my guy. Um, plus, Alec Ogletree is on big cash. He signed that crazy big uh, contract. So you look at him and think, mm-hmm. you've got to be locked into a full-time starting gig. Now, he was for the Rams as well. It's just the way Phillips uh, linebackers aren't as productive. Um, if he can play all season long, I really like this for Ogletree, actually. I still don't think he's a good NFL player. I, I think he gets beat a lot. Uh, he's just a a good athlete and he, he's got a famous name but i wouldn't be surprised at all if he was heading up a uh, 75 80 solo tackles if he can stay fit and uh, and play the full season so good news for local tree owners if you ask me yeah definitely and, and i actually totally agree um i think he can be back to sort of more of a more of an lb one borderline lb two type numbers you can flirt with there in the 80s like you said because there's just no one really behind him that he really has to beat out and it's just running faster than bj goods into the Get the tackle, and I don't think that's a very hard. Um, and and they've lost they've lost a lot of guys. Not that they were good guys, but they've lost a lot of their depth. So I could see him playing a little bit more than he probably even wants to. But but oh man, you just watch him play and whatever. I think he was number eighty or eighty eight last year, and he's just always around the ball. Uh, and I just those are the kind of guys I, I tend to gravitate towards. And you know maybe he's not he's not recording it. Um, someone's people have talked about moving to a good stack crew. I'm not going to let that you know, mess with my decision making when I'm drafting or trading for Alec Ogletree. But uh, that's something to keep in mind if, if that's something you subscribe to. Yeah, and look, he does have moments and he has highlight moments. So I, his speed off the snap when he's shooting gaps is astounding sometimes at times and he just is off the ball and going up quarterback. I love watching that. I just hate watching him in coverage. It's ugly. Um, I don't think, yeah, exactly. He's not great in coverage, but uh, yeah, those guys that just pop off the tape um in pursuit and, and uh you know to the ball and, and he's super smart and i think that's comes you know when you're the when you're the signal caller and you kind of know like that your guys are going the right way maybe you need to go cover you know an, 
cover an edge or something like that, you know, I can see where your numbers can be down. And that may be why his numbers are a little bit down in for the Rams and, and hopefully they jump back up. So I like it. I'm, I'm happy. Um, I wasn't really too down on him. Maybe I was higher than I should have been last year. So I'll just put him right back where I had him. Um, I'd have to look exactly at my ranks. He's probably a top five still in like dynasty ranks probably, but I, I'm, you know, it's hard for me to change. I'm stubborn like that. <laughs> All right, you stick with him. Um, let's talk about another ex-Ram very, very quickly. And I mean very quickly. Uh, Tremaine Johnson left the Rams after getting franchised two times in a year. Uh, moving from the Rams to the Jets, that must be depressing for a player. <laughs> and New York's kind of fun. But uh, in terms of winning games, yeah, that's it's depressing. Uh, I don't think it really matters much for IDP. Uh, he's definitely their best corner right now. Um, but... It's still going to be like, you know, Buster Scrine is going to outpoint him. So, again, we'll, we'll talk about that stuff later. It's not a good player. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? Uh, Devin Kennard um, left the Giants yeah. uh, for the Lions. We've already talked about him. Uh, probably be on the field a lot, but will be inefficient. Um, so, if you can sell him to someone else um, in your IDP league who thinks he's going to be a big deal. Another um, ex-Jet, uh, Demario Davis, last year led the NFL in all defensive snaps. Um, is he going to have another good year now he's going to be a saint? Yeah, you know, I don't think it's going to be as good. But I think I mean, I've seen some conversations around this. Um, I think it's going to be okay. You know, if you sound no, totally no, no, convinced. I, I want to. Because he's uh, tough with him because, like, when a guy has, like, such a good year, but he's not really a great football player, and then he, you know, like, you, you want to just be like, well, he's going to have another great year. It's the same exact thing. And it's just not. Um, and I, I don't think the Saints are a great spot for linebacker production. I think it's going to be better than what has been in in um, in New Orleans. He's, gonna, he's better than Craig Robinson. He's probably better – I don't know if he's better than A.J. Klein. I thought A.J. Klein had some up and down moments. Um, he's way better than Alex Anzalone. Um, so I, I think he can do more than, you know, Craig Robinson did 50 tackles was the leading linebacker. I think he's going to have more than that. I think he's probably going to be in like the, I want to say the 70 ish range. And I let your projection tell me I'm wrong, but that's what I think he's going to be still sort of usable, very usable. He's not going to be, you know, a weekly LB one, but I think he's still going to be someone that you got for free. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you didn't pay for him recently. Um, that's going to be good for you. No, I, I get it. My favorite stat with uh, Demario Davis, so 2015, if you look at his solo tackles, uh, 57. 2016, 59. 2017, 97. And everyone now has gone, look, he had two years of 50 and one year of almost 100. He's definitely going to get 100 again. That's how it works. Um, so I, I don't believe that at all. You know, the chances are pretty infinitesimal. He leads the league in snaps again, just because that doesn't happen you know you only one player can be number one he's not going to stay that high again so I, I think he will lose some playing time i've still got him plugged in as a pretty much full season um but i've, I've actually pretty close. what do you say 70 tackles i've got down for 70 solos at the moment so bang on young man yeah yeah it'll be, it'll be like 12 or something i'll be miles out we'll see what it actually is <laughs> um next up another corner uh malcolm butler the super bowl hero and villain. And villain, yeah, that's a good way to put it, uh, is now with the Titans. Uh, you know, they have a pretty good linebacker. Um, I'm sorry, pretty good cornerback core. Um, you know, what do you think the rotation there? I mean, who plays the slot? Is it Dory on the bench? Like, I don't really know exactly what's going to happen. Is Butler just the slot corner? Um, no, I think it's going to be Ryan actually, because I, I did exactly the same as you. I saw the signing go through, and I was like, well, that's three outside corners. So that feels like a weird thing to do, unless, you know, um, Mike Variable totally didn't trust one of them. So I went back through the numbers, obviously. And actually, if you look at um, Logan Ryan last year, he played probably about half and half. And he was in the slot an awful lot anyway. Um, in fact, he go. Oh, the numbers are right in front of me. His uh, snaps in slot was 52. Uh, sorry, 522 uh, snaps in the slot. His snaps outside cornerback last year was only three three eight, so 180 more or something. Played a bit of linebacker, played a bit in the edge, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He was already playing more slot anyway, so so he'll probably move in there fairly quickly, and, and they'll do some movement. The big question there, though, is um, Logan Ryan is locked into his contract for the next few years, earning ten million dollars. That's a lot of money to be paying uh, your corners, and I love teams going after three corners. We've seen that work brilliantly over the last couple of years. The Jags were brilliant. The Broncos are brilliant. The Seahawks are brilliant. Some teams have done really, really well if you can kind of take care of that third quarterback. But it's a lot of money to play a slot guy. Yeah, I, know. I mean, the slot is the way of the future, yada, yada, yada. Smaller wide receivers, big wide receivers in the slot, yada, yada, yada. Um, I think it's okay. Um, you know, cornerback. So 
not super important for Good us. Good looking secondary, right? But I, I'd love to be an opposing team lining up in a Titans and going, wow, that's that's a really nice kind of back unit. You've got Dayon Brown, who we know is a very good uh, coverage linebacker, even though he can't do everything. Dory, Malcolm Butler, Logan Ryan, um, Kevin Bayard, who is fantastic in coverage, and then Jonathan Cyprian, who's <laughs> kind of sitting there with a big red flag stuck to his helmet saying, throw the ball at whoever I'm covering. I'm unlikely to get anywhere near it. And so it just looks like a, a pretty weak spot at the moment. I, they've got to try and up, upgrade that spot sooner or later. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Maybe in the draft. Uh, though they're not really in a – as of right now, they're not in a, a crazy good spot um, to, to go for a safety in the beginning. But I think you know there's, there's a deep safety class, which we'll get to, and, and you've said it a couple times on Twitter. So they could be at the prime spot for taking a safety. I'm sure they'd be very happy. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I see. I, but honestly, looking at the Titans, I've always said they're a bit dull um, defensive. They, they've lacked identity, mm. but it, it looks like it's really coming together now. I want to see a new linebacker. I want to see a young pass rusher. Um, but I'm quite looking forward to watching them, actually. I think they're going to be good. I agree. Um, all right, next up, uh, you, you threw up Bo Allen on here, former Eagle, um, now Tampa Bay. Um, did, did you have anything specific? I, I don't, you know, He's been a depth player for a long time. He's never really broken out. You know, I think there's a definitely a there's an open spot for him, but uh, I, I'd be interested to see, you know, what that production is from the person playing next to Joe McCoy, um, because the <laughs> nothing's happening from the ends. So maybe it is, you know, the guy at the, the the second tackle that's playing well. Yeah, there's a team that needs an edge rusher like nobody else. Um, I agree with you. So last year the Bucks there gave all that money to Chris Baker, who promptly put his feet up and took it easy and didn't didn't try very hard. So they signed Bo Allen, and like 24 hours uh, later they signed Mitch Unrine. Um, from Chicago, who, in my eyes, is basically going to kind of do the same job. He's an inside player. He's not an edge player, certainly not in that scheme. And they're just kind of there to, to figure out next to Gerald McCoy. So I'm not very excited about either of them, really, in IDP terms. I don't think they're bad signings, um, but, you know, don't go out and sign either of them. That's not going to work out well. Yeah, I totally agree. There as well. Um, so we'll move on. Like, Richard Sherman signed with the Niners. He's going to be Richard Sherman, basically useless for IDP, but a name that you'll see someone, someone draft because it's a name they recognize. Um, did you have anything you wanted to say specifically about Sherman? I just want to point out the cornerback on the other side. So assuming that Richard Sherman is still you know, smart. most of Richard Sherman um, and still a pretty good player, and he still looked pretty good last year, and hopefully his Achilles will be all right, then, then that's going to make more targets elsewhere so the fact the 49ers were absolutely crippled last year through injuries they had so many injuries defensively it was just not funny um but i quite like the rookie last year arkella witherspoon um and i think he's going to start outside corner opposite richard sherman unless they do something crazy in the draft um, we'll see what they do isaiah oliver is basically a carbon copy um player in this year's draft so we'll see what happens um Quisky tart hopefully should be fit uh, jimmy ward hopefully should be fit but that are the cornerback that looks like a prime example of a second cornerback who's not very good so if it is with a spoon um i i think he might end up being a good idp yeah they don't have a lot of depth at corner right now so you know maybe it's a couple more free agents come there uh, and yep. definitely maybe they'll address it in the draft. So a good spot to look at. Tyron Matthew. Yeah. Here first. Yeah. And we'll, yeah. Yeah. We'll get to him. <laughs> um, that would be crazy. That would be, that would be crazy. That would make their team very good uh, on the defense side of the ball. Okay, so on here, you got Michael Bennett, uh, Philadelphia. Uh, I believe they released it or was it traded? I don't remember. So many players and there's so many, uh, it's ridiculous. Anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rotational guy. They got they poor us. We got this nasty third down pass rush where you got Michael Bennett, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox inside, Brandon Graham inside, and Derek Barnett also on the outside. And yeah, I mean, so who's your Bennett? Because you got five pass rushers at the moment. Now we kind of hear rumors about Vin Curry. Is he getting released or traded? Yeah, he got he got released. Oh, okay, already happened. Cool. I, I was yep. just happened like maybe like ten minutes before we came on here. So breaking news: you heard it here first. Vin Curry released. Um, so we saved a bunch of money, which makes sense because we are we had some cap issues after signing way too many people. Yeah, so Michael Bennett will definitely be a rotational guy and not someone you really felt good about starting even before um, he was traded or released or whatever. So good for the NFL, not great for IDP. I, I feel like that's that's another easy one. That makes sense. So is Derek Barnett going to be the number two? So Brandon Graham is by far still the best edge rusher on the team. I get that. Michael Ben, Chris Long, you know, still good players, but aging a bit. So that puts Barnett as kind of number, the second guy, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, We'll have to see, you know, what the, you know, and the rotation starts out as 
um, last year. You know, Vinny Curry was in there a lot, and now he's gone. So it'll be interesting, definitely. And I, I think Barnett is probably going to be a, a much higher snap player, and then you know maybe gets a little rotation and will help down the stretch. And then, and then obviously third downs, you know, they might switch it up a little bit. Um, it, it's so nice that Brandon Graham can, will go inside and he's disrupt disruptive from there. So that definitely helps. Um, can I ask yeah. you a question about another uh, Eagles lineman um, on the other side of the ball, an offensive line, you know, I don't understand it at all, but um, do you know that I'm sure you do uh, the, the way to remember how to pronounce your unpronounceable guard's name, Vitae. Uh, Halapulavati. Yeah, so I, I don't know about you. Uh, someone told me how to do it the other day, and, and the way to remember is sing his name to uh, play that funky music, White Boy. So he's Halapulivari Vitae. Wow. It's brilliant. It is brilliant. Leave it to you. Was it a British person told you that, or was it? Was it... <laughs> it's on Twitter somewhere, but oh, I've spent the, the week walking around going, Halapulivari Vitae. Everyone's looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, that's so great. That That's good radio right there. <laughs> that threw you off, didn't it? All right, where were we? <laughs> oh, let's talk about a player I want to talk about, actually. Uh, so another player leaving the Seahawks. Um, or, sorry, not leaving the Seahawks. Another player signing a contract for the Seahawks. Uh, I think it's important, Bradley McDill. So he signed a fairly solid contract, um, which, quite frankly, is bad news for Cam Chancellor, I think. Hopefully Cam comes back and is fit, but, you know, they, they've been talking about him pessimistically for a while. They can't get rid of him because his contract's um, guaranteed for injury. But given how much money they spent on Bradley McDougald, um, when they do have a couple of young safeties in the house, um, you'd think they would have kept developing them if they weren't in need of that starter. Uh, Bradley McDougald um, kind of looks like a good value IDP for me at the moment. Again, should be owned in, in both leagues. I probably he's probably not right now, but I, like you said, should be owned, and, and I agree. Um, definitely, it's again what's going to happen with the Seahawks. You know, safeties like are they holding out or are they coming back? Like what's going to happen? So that's nice. Nice. That's a nice perspective ad you can do now. Maybe on waivers if your waivers are open or get it. So he is rostered on cheap, 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 cheap deal, and hopefully it works in your favor. You get a big value add out of that. And he's a good player. You know, two years ago uh, when he was at Tampa, he was a top ten safety. A legit yeah. top 10 safety. He's really good. Um, it was it was kind of strange to go to Seattle, but it's worked out for him. So I like McDougald. All right, next you get to explain to me why I was so surprised that Brock <laughs> Coyle played so many snaps last year. I honestly did not know who he was or that he played so many snaps. So you're going to have to break that one down for me. It's mad, isn't it? He just had such an such a quietly good season, and nobody really talked about him whatsoever. So it's for the corner. So um, the coordinator in San Francisco, I'm, I'm not trying to pronounce his surname, Robert Saleh, 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 however you do it. Anyway, um, so he's moved around a little bit, and he's played he's a couple of different spots, but essentially he is a cover three Seattle system, um, Bruce Trotsiple. So that's the system he's trying to play. We didn't see it that purely mm-hmm. in San Francisco last year because of all the injuries we talked about before, but that's what he's going for. So that's why it makes so much sense that they signed out Richard Sherman, they've got Arkello Weatherspoon, those kind of long corners. And what we know about that is it's it's a very linebacker-friendly system. So Ruben Foster is in there, essentially is the analogue to Bob Wagner. I still want to call him Wagner. Don't at me. <laughs> but um, they kind of did that job. Now, we expect Ruben Foster to have, a, have some sort of suspension, so he's not going to be around. But we know when he's on the field, he is electric <laughs> and absolutely brilliant, which leaves that second backer role, KJ Wright's job, right? Um, so last year, um, Coyle was kind of the last man standing. He was fit all through the season. He did all right. He didn't put up crazy numbers, uh, but he put up the uh, best part of 60 solo tackles, something like that. Um, if Foster's going to miss time, Brock Coyle has signed a new contract, three years, um, a decent whack of money. I think it's $15, 20000000 million. They clearly like him. And I think he, he walks in KJ Wright role. Now, talking about stat crews, they don't have the same stat crew they do in Seattle. So you're not going to pick up the extra 20 assists you get in Seattle just for being on the field and being a linebacker. Um, but I like Coyle. I, I think he could easily put up a fairly good season. So he's not going to be an LB1. Could sneak into be an LB2 if things go brilliantly. LB3, absolutely. Um, and no one's talking about him. So again, um, very good speculative ad, if you ask me. Well, you sold me. That, that's good. I'll put him on my um, ad list. Uh, for sure. That's good. Um, so I'll move on to uh, my aubergine emoji uh, <laughs> uh, moment. Um, this this past free agency was Avery Williamson um, going from Tennessee to the Jets, um, which has been a very friendly linebacker productive spot. Um, so I, I'm very happy with uh, this move. And, you know, he's on a lot of my rosters. So hopefully he's more usable than he's been. Tell me why you love him so much. Why I just he's he's like a he's a two he's really like a two down thumper, you know. But 
he can cover if you make him. Um, and, and for some <laughs> reason, I just have a thing for those. Like, I like Ben Derek McKinney because, like, or Bernard Derek McKinney because, like, he's a two down thumper. But if he, you know, he, he does play a decent amount of the snaps. Um, and I think Williamson is sort of kind of like Demario Davis, where, you know, they're not like these crazy athletic guys, but, you know, they have a football mind. And um, maybe sometimes the athleticism doesn't really catch up to where their mind's at. Uh, but I think, you know, he can be sort of sort of what Demario Davis was last year, you know, next to uh, Darren Lee and uh, kind of be a little bit more productive than he's been. And then I'll make me very, very happy. I, you're convincing me here, actually. Um, I, I wasn't very before, but you're getting around. So my issue with Avery Williamson was he didn't play very much last year in Tennessee. And, and it wasn't a brilliant linebacking court. But actually, when, yes. you, when you look at the way they carved it up, and this is happening more and more, Buffalo did it very similarly last year, you're looking at teams go, on obvious passing downs, we need to have specialist um, coverage linebacker. Um, and that was Jayon Brown in Tennessee, and that was Matt Milano in Buffalo. Um, who knows who it will be in, in, in uh, New York. Avery Williamson was not. So he was playing limited snaps because he is that run thumper. But actually, Darren Lee, he's not a great coverage player, but he's an athlete. And the strong safety you've got there, Jamal Adams, is a fantastic coverage player, as opposed to, we already talked about Tennessee, where you've got John Cyprian, who's terrible in coverage. So hopefully that kind of gives Avery Williamson a bit more of a defined role. Um, not so much like on, on second and third down, and he can go out and do his thing. All right, you've convinced me a bit. Well, I'm glad. I convinced one person so far, so um, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, the, the Read and React army are going out to put in bids on, on um, Coyle and Avery Williamson. So <laughs> if or when uh, those, those bets turn out horrifically badly, then um, don't tell us off, please. <laughs> please. Um. <laughs> All right, who's next? Uh, who's next before we get in trouble? Um, oh, this is this is a sad one as well. Kurt Coleman. Uh, Kurt Coleman, long-time Carolina Panthers safety. Everyone remembers their Super Bowl season. Kurt Coleman was an elite uh, safety that year in NFL IDP terms. Mm-hmm. Um, where's he gone? Yeah, so he's gone to the New Orleans, and I, I, I put it on here originally just to, so we could talk about Kenny Vaccaro. I thought that was kind of – he's definitely gone when they added Coleman. I don't think Coleman's great. You know how I do – I like Marcus Williams a lot. And, like, he's – hopefully he wants to prove himself after uh, what happened in the playoffs. Um, and, obviously, I've been a big Von Bell fan. So, <laughs> I think I'm going to be that guy who owns two safeties from the same team um, everywhere because I, I really like Von Bell and I really like Marcus Williams. Um, and, and they play sort of interchangeable roles sometimes. Um, so, so, that's kind of – what it is, Kurt Coleman's sort of old. I hope he's just de- like vet depth. Um, I don't, I don't think he's really amazing anymore. But it was just a segue, really, talk about Vicaro leaving, um, who's still a free agent. Maybe we'll, we'll touch on him a little bit. Well, yeah, tell me about Kenny Vicaro. Are you a fan? Do you think he's going to turn around and come? Get- yeah, I think so. I think he's got more in him. I mean, he's such a uh, an aggressive player. I think those mm. guys seem to not want to give it up. And and uh, where he goes, I don't know. Um, this is sort of like where what's going to happen with Honey Badger. Um, I think Texas is probably one of the best, uh, most open spots at the linebacker at the safety position. Um, so I think either one of those guys could be really good there. And, and, and um, you know, the safety free agent hasn't really free agency hasn't really broken up, broken out yet. Like we're, we're kind of still waiting for that market to open up is what I meant to say. Um, so we'll, we'll see. It could be a floodgate. You know, one guy signs and then they all sign. Um, so we'll have to see. And, and again, it's a deep safety class. So maybe it's something related to that as well. Yeah, it makes absolute sense. So, um, Kenny, I like Kenny Vaccaro the way you call him aggressive. Uh, he is because he's got his tattoo, so he must be aggressive. <laughs> so, Kenny Vaccaro, <laughs> I, this is interesting because I think uh, Saints uh, secondary needs some working out. He he was basically playing slot corner last year, right? And you got a Von Bell, who I really like as well, who is very much the forward facing. So, I don't want to call him a box safety because he's not that, but he kind mm-hmm. of coming downhill. Marcus Williams, much more of deep uh, safety, and then you have got. Um, Marshawn Lattimore outside, maybe Ken Crawley, maybe PJ Williams. They just signed Patrick Robinson, who you've got to think he's going to play in the slot, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then Kurt Coleman kind of backs up to a three different spots. Yep. Um, all of a sudden, that looks like a really good secondary, right? Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I mean, they need some help up front. I don't think Demario Davis is the answer, really, at linebacker either. So fix those two things, then you can have a very good defense back once again. Yeah, I mean, you said earlier about AJ Klein, you thought he was okay. I thought he was absolutely atrocious last year. He was one of the least efficient inside linebackers. He got slated on PFF. Um, he didn't put up numbers at all. I thought he was awful. So he goes down to a massive free agent bust. And then, yeah, Demario Davis, fine. He's had one good year. Craverson, Manti Teo. Uh, I quite liked Antelone, but, you know, I, I don't think he's ever going to be fit for more than two games in a row. So still feels like an issue, doesn't it? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, next, uh, I, I put Marcus Peters down. He got traded. I just thought it was more of that sort of what we talked about with Sherman, where it's that second, you know, that second corner. I, I kind of had a feel. I thought they were going to re-sign Tremaine Johnson, um, but they did not. So it's another one of those who's across from Marcus Peters this week, and we'll have to keep an eye on on who wins that keep job. Talib. Oh yeah, keep Talib, but yeah, and then uh, Roby Coleman they re- they brought back too. So. The, the finest named defensive player in the league because you know I, I still think he turned up for his first day at um, uh, learn football and the coach and what's his first name and he went Nicole and he went guess where you're playing <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Nicole Roby Coleman they signed Sam Shields as well and you've got Marcus Joyner John Johnson that is a really good secondary as well they've got no pass rusher I mean literally no pass rusher and they are desperate desperate for another inside linebacker but Wade Phillips good coach he'll make it happen yeah I agree um, but yeah it's just like watch that spot. Um next up uh, I think we got just two more uh, so far. Preston Brown is in Cincinnati, which I thought was kind of a surprise. I saw a bunch of rumors that he was going to stay in Buffalo, um, so but now he's in Cincinnati, which is very interesting. I guess he he's going to kill Kevin Minter. If is Kevin Minter even still on the roster, I don't think he was. Yeah, and then Perfect was suspended again, so for four Very games. Yes, yeah, so shocker of the century. Uh, the reason I, t- I want to talk about Minter, because a year ago they signed Kevin Minter from the Cardinals and it was only a one-year deal. And it just feels like a really, really similar uh, deal. They've gone out for a established veteran who wasn't getting a lot of interest and they would rather have him as their backup or kind of in and around the team, given that Vontaze Burfitt is going to be out, rather than trust young players. Because we, we know it's the Bengals. They don't like trusting uh, young players unless they absolutely have to. So... Yeah, everyone's got their own Bengals uh, linebacker they think is going to out. Some people think Nick Vigil or Jordan Evans. <laughs> but really, yeah. it's going to be Vincent Ray or it's going to be yeah, somebody who's not very good for three or four games here in a row. The only person I really like is Vontae's perfect, and he's just not reliable. Yeah, I mean, he's already out for four games. So tack on his yearly two-game suspension for being a dummy um, in-game. And, you know, he's already missed six games. So yeah. It's such a shame. Because they've got so much talent on that defense elsewhere. You've got up front, you've got um, Gino Atkins, Andrew Blings, I don't hate, Pat Sims. On the edge, you've got Carlos Dunlap, Carl Lawson. We'll see what happens with Jordan Willis. At the back, you've got um, William Jackson, who was ridiculously good last year. Drake Patrick is okay. Darkes Denard is okay. Sean Williams, George Loka are passable safeties. Could be a really good unit. But, you know, that gaping hole in the middle um, where, mm-hmm. where there's very little linebacker. And uh, with Preston Brown, it makes me question what the hell are the Bills going to do at linebacker. I mean, they have two first round picks. They have, I believe they have twelve and twenty two right now. Yeah. So I think twenty two could be a. I, mean, I guess twelve as well could be a huge uh, spot for a rookie linebacker, and uh, they could definitely use it. I mean, Matt Milano is probably going to be a starter. Um, you know, maybe there's more free agents they're going to bring in. But uh, man, oh man, oh man, they need some linebacker. I, I was pretty surprised that they let Brown walk. Yeah, I hope Bills fans enjoyed going to the playoffs because um, it might be another twenty years. Like this roster at the moment. <laughs> so you've got to think with, with those two first round picks, they've got to come up with a quarterback from somewhere, right? Because there's just nothing there. They, they can't start Nathan Peterman. Um, so that's going to be at least one of them. Who knows two? Maybe they'll, maybe they'll trade up. So then you're kind of looking at, at mid-round linebackers and, and trying to find players. And it's a good year for it. We've talked a bit about um, rookie linebackers. And they'll be fine picking one up. But Matt Milano is a, is a limited player. He's a very good athlete. He's good in coverage. But I do not want him... Manning the middle linebacker um, at spot when when the wind's coming and it's cold and it's icy and teams are running hard on you. That is not Matt Milano's game at all. Yeah, and I mean they had Roman Roman Humber as well, and he, he was pretty productive. But I, I mean he's a free he's gone now, so it's you know it's they're gonna bring someone else in, and and you know I don't people like Tano Vallejo, but I don't I don't really see it um, as much as like a, a, a number one you know starting middle linebacker um, for yeah. them. You can't play both of them either. Tanner Vallejo and Matt Malone is not an acceptable right, exactly. combination. That, that's far, far too lightweight. Yeah, so another one, um, Preston Brown's um, brother from another mother whose father, <laughs> whose husband's name was also Brown. Uh, <laughs> uh, Zach Brown re-signed in Washington, and I believe he was top three or top number one in tackles, um, surprisingly, somehow. Um, is that something we want to... Yeah, I, I think he leads the NFL in tackles over two, of the last two or three years. Something crazy like that. Probably over two years. Yeah, I mean, Zach Brown is what he is, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
he makes up tackles, but he, he's not a complete linebacker. Again, not somebody you really trust um, in coverage. So he'll do all right. Anybody that owns him already is not going to be selling him anyway. Don't go out paying money for Zach Brown. But he got paid, and, yeah. and he's done really well for a couple of years. Didn't have any sort of security, so I'm pleased he got his money. Yeah, I agree um, with with that take. So I don't, I don't even think I don't think Zach Brown's that good of a player, and and you said it as well. It's just you know the production is there, so you got you're going to start him and feel pretty good about it. Um, so I guess that pretty much ends our you know. So f- I got one more. We got one more. One more bonus one, yeah. Um, talk about Washington player went the other way, so I, I think this is an underrated one. Um, Trent Murphy went from Washington to sign on at Buffalo. Now he played outside linebacker in Washington, but you've got to think Buffalo is going to be a four three defensive end. Shaq Lawson, unfortunately, has not looked very good. Mm-hmm. Jerry Hughes is still good, but he's aging. Um, Eddie Arbour was promising, but probably not ready to start. So I think Trent Murphy could be that um, could be that useful second defensive end uh, in Buffalo. I agree. Yeah, it's a good signing, and and um, I think he was he was he missed the year, right? Yeah, he, he missed everything. So out of out of mind. I've picked him up for dollar uh, in one league this year again. If he's unowned and you're in a yeah. start two defensive end league, um, go grab him. He's got one of those super unsexy names, so yeah. Trent. easy easy for people to forget. Yes, Trent Murphy, yeah. super unsexy. Okay, um, so just to run through, um, just 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 for time wise, um, some of the guys that are still out there. We mentioned a couple of safeties. Uh, Morgan Burnett is still a free agent. Honey Badger free agent, Vicaro free agent, Eric Rita free agent. I'm surprised. I really think I said it before. I think the Texans are going to be a really good spot for one of these guys. I'm probably wrong because like I'm not good at this kind of thing. Um, guessing where teams, where players are going to sign. I'm like, if they have a need, they have a little bit of money. Like, where, where, where why are they not visiting? But I don't know. So. Uh, you do need help in this. Do you have any thoughts on some Definitely. of these guys? Well, I like Aaron Matthew. I, I think. I think him in San Francisco would be great. You know, teams like signing a division rivals anyway. They're in desperate need in the slot. He, he could come in do really well. They've got a load of cap uh, space. It makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, and, and, you know, I like Morgan Burnett a whole bunch too. And, and I'm surprised. I thought he was going to get snatched up so quickly. But um, I don't know if it's, you know, Green Bay's and stringing him along because I, I, I know they want to maybe keep him. Um, so another name to watch. And, and maybe he does stay in Green Bay like um, we talked about uh, many times before. Mm, that's a great point. Uh, so just the two more defensive uh, line players, um, Vinny Curry, like we said, was a free agent. Um, he could probably sign in many, many places um, and be a good defensive end type rotational player. Maybe Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay could probably be really good for him because they're yeah, missing like a lot of that um, end production. Them or the Rams are both desperate for it. And we talked oh, about, Rams would be good. We talked about Seattle mm-hmm. already as well, and, and quite frankly, they'll take yep. what they can get. Um, and then the last one is Dom Kinsa, who was finally released by Miami. I mean, he was supposed to get all this money. I thought he was. I thought he was going to be traded, um, just because you know it seemed like that was the rumor. But then you look at his contract, which was ridiculous. Nobody wanted. What do you? I mean, how many teams can't take a crazy disruptive inside uh, inside player? But at the same time, how many teams can pay him? So that that's that'll yeah. be interesting to see. Where he ends up playing. Um, hope maybe he goes to a. You know, a contender for cheap because he wants to, you know, get a ring or get a shot at a ring. <laughs> Eagles were, were uh, rumored. I, I'm pretty sure he already said the opposite. I think he, he let slip in a press conference that he was just going to go to whoever owed him the most money. Cool. And given he's already earned like $200 million. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what his yeah, final agreement Just go and be competitive somewhere because uh, it, it feels like a waste of talent, honestly. So far in his eight seasons, he's made $124 million. It's like a baseball player. That's crazy. I mean, oh no, I guess there was a lot of it from uh, Detroit as well. So, yeah. Wow. We'll see where it goes. And, and He was on the old uh, rookie scale, wasn't he? he? He was in that, um, I think last year, he was in the Sam Bradfield before they put the rookie wage uh, scale in. So he got paid everywhere. Yeah, he very much paid. So we'll see where he goes. And, and obviously, he was, he's pretty good for IDP, and he'll probably continue to be um, a decent defensive tackle starter if, you know, it's defensive tackle required leagues. Probably. But um, he, he was very good in Miami because of the, the sheer volume. So you could argue that's the team trying to get their, their $20 million worth of out. You could also say an exceptional motor and he has the ability to play a lot. So they left him out there. But either way, there is a possibility that wherever he goes now in his 30s, um, perhaps not a team that are desperate to, um, to, to use him long term, then you might see a bit of a drop off of how much he plays. Yeah, I can I can get behind that. I understand where you're coming from. We'll have to see what what the uh, where where that landing spot is, and and we'll touch on them again um, at some point for sure. That was all the players, wasn't it? That was everyone on our list. I think that was everyone on our list. I mean, obviously, there's more players that moved around, but uh, these are the ones that kind of jumped out at us, and you know, we'll 
check back in with some of the ones that you know the ones that we mentioned that get signed and and uh it should, it'll be good this was so much fun free agency is so much fun you know free agency is fun like offensive wise because you're like oh like sammy watkins is like on kansas city whoa but the defense is really fun because it's like talk about scheme changes and and maybe they're their position changing and it's just really it's more fun it's you guys there's a lot more going on and it adds a whole nother layer so i've really enjoyed this one yeah totally agree and it's just such a fun time yeah so we, we've got free agency for another week or so before everything dries up and then we'll be properly in draft season and then we'll start going through position by position and and look at look at how those teams are really going to build and then you know kind of six weeks from now we'll be looking at going we've got a really good idea now of what those depth charts are starting to look like so uh, off season is such fun <laughs> Yeah, I've said it, man. I love the off season. It's my favorite time of dynasty for sure. Yeah, and in a month's time, you're going to be in sunny London as well. So we'll uh, we'll have a beer and we'll talk about what's going on. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Like the draft will be happening, so it'll be interesting to uh, be a day behind on the draft. Do you do you tend to stay up? Uh, I, I normally do and watch round. you know the first round. I'm sure it goes yeah, to like yeah, two a.m. Stay up and watch it, and, and yeah. after a few years, work to understand that there are certain times of the year where you have to stay up late. So they'll be fine. Oh, very nice. Yeah, awesome. All right, so let's wrap it up. Uh, we have taken everybody's ears far too much already. As always, thank you very much for paying attention. We appreciate it. Sticky, what are you working on at the moment? Just uh, looking through free agency stuff and trying to keep your head above water? Yeah, I've got a lot of personal life things going on. Um, trying to stay busy with fantasy as much. I've got to redo my ranks, but I'm trying to you know get through some rookie tape as well and get some of that those ranks out too. So just very busy over here. Good man. Come to DLF. Um, by the way, DLF have been, uh, I'm, I would say this anyway, but I think it's true, absolutely killing it in free agency coverage. Um, so if you're not already on there, then they're putting out really, really quick uh, response articles and updating rankings and all sorts of stuff so you can see exactly what impact that is having. So um, I can't recommend that highly enough. B is doing awesome work. Doug is doing awesome work. Plenty of the guys over there as well. So come and pay attention. Um, obviously going into rookies as well. So we're all working on that kind of slave on the tape. Cannot wait to share it with you. 